Hello, all you creeps, and welcome back to another episode of Murder on the 420 Express. My name is Lisa. And this is Mandy. And today's episode, we're going to talk about some real controversial shit. Some aliens. Some alien shit. So if you have been on TikTok recently, or any social media platform uh, for that matter, if you live in Texas and saw those weird-ass flying things in the sky, we're about to bring that to your attention today. Yeah, or Florida, or San Diego, or Utah, or fucking New York. Like... All over the U.S., Bro, it's everywhere. (laughs) Um, Before we jump into that, though, um, do we have any updates or anything along those lines? No? Uh, For what? The podcast. Like, is there any updates? Oh, um, you know what? Just check out mandyspies.com and check out the Misfit Misfit Project on Instagram. So that was, oh, that's an update. We just talked about it. So (laughs) because we only come out with an episode once a month, I am going to do a little spinoff podcast, obviously, The Misfit Project podcast. And we're going to dive deeper into um, certain taboo topics, some controversial uh, topics. And so, yeah, be on the lookout for that. I'm super excited. It may just be me. I may have some guests. Guests. Who fucking knows? It may see me pop in from time to time. Exactly. So you know, we're just busy. We're busy we'll doing see our how shit. that goes. Yes. Um, any updates in the Mandy's Pies? Uh, actually, yeah, guys. So you don't know where I work now, but where I work now, I'm actually leaving to pursue my baking career full time. So if you check out mandyspies.com, eventually you will start to see baked items on there because I'm trying to get all my licensing structure done so that way I can start sending pies either par-baked or frozen uh, nationwide. So make sure to check me out. Plus, I just am kind of getting into the Instagram game with my business. So if you could give me a follow, that would be great. Also, Mandy's Pies and Facebook, I have Mandy's Pies. So you've got three different avenues. Plus, on those avenues, you got my email, my cell. You can reach out to me. Mm-hmm. I love the support. Um, whoever you are, know that I care about whoever you. Whoever you are. And that um, hopefully we'll start to see both of our businesses rock and roll in the yeah, next year. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so without further ado, we're going to talk about, before we get into some deep shit, we're going to talk about 420 things you didn't know or remember about cannabis. Ooh, hashtag 420. Well, yeah, that's where the 420 comes from, you know, guys? There's the 420. Um, who did I want to do today? Oh, yes. Number 90, Paul the Parent. Ooh. I remember Paul. I wouldn't say that he's quite a parent. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, the names may be the same. Oh, uh, I love Paul. But it's the attitude. All right, so you know family should be a huge part of your life, and you should be grateful for them. However, parents just shouldn't smoke weed with you and your friends. Yeah, they might think you're bond- they're bonding with you, but for you, it's like time traveling back to elementary school when you didn't want them to walk to walk you to the bus stop because the other kids would laugh at you. Your parents were hip and jive in whatever other retro terms when they smoked back in the 1960s. That's fine and all, but 
they are supposed to be the authority figures you're rebelling against. Also, the realization that they were actually cool at some point in their lives will not only ruin your buzz, but also cause major therapy down the line. Oh, interesting. So, Lisa, did you ever smoke with your parents? No, fucking no. I've never smoked with my parents. My mom is a straight-edge prissy who's just now getting into cannabis. Interesting. And my dad actually used to be a giant pothead back in the day, but he can't smoke anymore. Really? Um, So my biological dad's a hell of a big stoner on top of many other drugs that he uses. And my two stepdads, one stepdad, uh, I guess two stepdads, because one is my mom's ex-husband, who's my sister's dad. He doesn't do anything. His, like, vice in life is Pepsi. And, yeah, I mean, All I wanted was a Pepsi. I would say politics and Pepsi. Those are his two things. Just one Pepsi. He doesn't do well on anything else. He gets a little crazy. And then, um... My mom's current husband, John, he's a hell of a big um, stoner at times. He's trying to cut back because I think when you get older, it just doesn't hit the same. But my uh, mom smokes from time to time. And I, I smoked with her. I think the first time I smoked with her, I was like 23. So it was well outside of like an awkward age. But it was more or less like I was really stressed out. And it was like 2 a.m. And <laughs> I know it's, it sounds terrible. My mom's like, I was out at my mom's house and... I was in the backyard, and uh, it was a really weird time in my life. And I was out there, like, kind of smoking a J, like, trying to be really, like, secretive about it. But my mom, like, woke up, and she's like, is that weed? And came out, and she was like, are you smoking out here? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, okay. She's like, well, can I hit it? And I was like, oh, wow, this is happening? Okay, cool. And, like, ever since then, I guess, my mom and I have been cool, so. (laughs) Well, that's kosher. Yeah, it's nice. So let us know, guys. Have you ever smoked with your parents? Who's your Paul the parent? Or any family members that you would consider, like, an authority figure? Let us know. Oh, I have a funny story. So when I was, like, 13 years old and thought that I was, like, hella cool, we went to go visit my mom's sister, so my aunt, mm-hmm. and, like, my aunt's family down in San Diego. Now, my aunt has this really beautiful house in San Diego, like, totally nice. We used to call it, like, the resort, because she just kept it. She had a nice pool, jacuzzi, all the stuff that we didn't have, like, in our house. Yeah. So, we went down there, and um, it was, like, me and my sister and my brother, and we were all visiting, and, like, there was, like, 12 adults also in the same house that was staying with us mm-hmm. and so it was like a huge family reunion and one by one they all went out to the fucking garage and it was like three of us unsupervised children granted i was like old enough to watch myself but everyone was like six and nine the kids were and we couldn't find the adults anywhere finally like i literally busted through the garage because i was like dude the door's locked what the hell is going on like no what like it was literally like as if, as if <clears throat> speaking of aliens as if the parents had literally been abducted, abducted. <laughs> and i was like where the fuck are these parents so then finally like i i like slammed through the door because my cousin was blocking it because she didn't want me to get in yeah because they're all in there just having a little smoker's corner type of shit oh my god and they're I, having I their own little 70 circle like, too shy to like talk about it with them and i was like what the fuck is going on because first off at 13 like i was like i am not mom you take care of your children uh. like <laughs> Who, who, at least if you're gonna, if you're gonna go, tell me. But like everyone's in the garage, like fucking laughing and drinking and giggling and smoking weed. And I was like, dude, I want to party, but I know you're not gonna let me party with you. So like, watch your damn kids. Watch your damn. So that's my little 
story about like when you discover your family as a bunch of potheads or I discovered my family was a bunch of potheads when they started making light conversation and joking about it around family dinner and I'm over here like I'm the giant black sheep of this family and you're meaning to tell me that all of you motherfuckers are giant black sheep as well are stoners trying to wear what some like uh puritan's clothing like I don't even know it was hella weird it's really funny when parents are like that or well, my my grandpa Ron, my dad's dad, he's a giant stoner, so he grows his own stuff. He's licensed too because you know health reasons and stuff like that in California. Yeah. But anyways, I didn't realize how much of a big stoner he was until I noticed that he um, sold to my brother's friends oh. in order to pay his bills. OG pimp daddy right and, there. And um, he makes really strong pot brownies. So, See, I'm like hesitant on that. That's like a yeah, and then it's also like a fuck no because I've my like I remember those my, experiences, man. I remember I was like drinking with my brother and his friends in the garage, and my grandpa comes out, and the look he gave me, he was just like, I was like what seventeen at the time. Yeah. He looks at me and he's just like Lisa, and I was like. Oh no, Grandpa. And he's just like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And he's just like, Lee, are you fucked up? You're like, don't be looking like, this hard, old man. The look he gave me was just like a look of like shock. But also Also just like, (laughs) that's my baby granddaughter. Like what? Now she's smoking weed. And she's drinking some brandy with her brother? Like, what? Brandy with Randy. Brandy? Yeah, it was Brandy and Dr. Pepper. I remember that. That sounds like absolute shit. But it's also the truth that you drink when you're not legal to buy shit. So you're just like, we're going to take whatever kind of fucking alcohol we can get. Brandy. Yeah. I mean, this is why everyone who's, like, fucking 19 years old with a fake ID goes to the barn for an AMF. Nobody likes AMFs or the fucking Red Bull and Jaeger bullshit, but nobody else knows what to drink because we were all drinking things in secret. Like, we just gotta find a mixer. This shit's We just terrible. gotta find the mixer. Oh, my God. I went with my friend Gabby to this uh, bar downtown, and yes. um, this was when I had just turned 21 so i like stopped going to the shitty bars that like i would go underage yeah and i started going to like you know more middle class like learning things about like what the hell's a tap shelf and like well alcohol and stuff like that Uh uh-huh so i I went with gabby and uh i had just discovered about scotch and i remember i was watching oh my god is it mad men scotch like the most disgusting yeah it's ass it's straight up ass it's Ass. People love it, and maybe I just haven't found my scotch. I don't know. Listen, but, no. Um, you ever notice that it's always, like, the dirty white men that drink scotch? Yeah, because it's fucking ass. Maybe it's because they like eating ass. I have this theory that that is the case. They're closeted gays. I don't even think it's closeted gays. I think they'll just eat anyone's ass. That's disgust. I mean, I'm not, not against eating ass. I mean, just if you eat ass. on that ass and eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Both have a good time. some scotch on that ass. (laughs) Um, But anyways, so I remember I was like, I'm going to order a really sophisticated drink. So I just finished watching like Mad Men. Scotch on the rocks? Um, Well, yeah. So my first drink was Manhattan. And I was like, ooh, okay. You know, I've always wanted to try a Manhattan. 
Come to find out, they're not the best. Uh, no, they're not. But I was like, cool, okay. And I think the bartender was like, yeah, you're not that sophisticated. So he made a Manhattan. And then I was feeling, I was feeling myself. And so I went up to the bar and I was like, yeah, can I get a double scotch on the rocks? And the guy kind of starts laughing and then realizes I'm serious. And it was like this Mexican standoff of like, you're going to make me a drink. And I'm going to sit here and pretend that I like it. And he literally opened the only bottle of scotch they had at the bar, which was aged like 15 or 20 years, something really ridiculous. Um, He didn't even charge me for it because nobody had ever ordered scotch on the rocks. And he made me a double scotch on the rocks. And I went to go take a drink and I like had to try so hard not to make a face because it was terrible. And my friend Gabby was like, hey, could you come over here and check this out? So I grab my drink and I walk over and I was like, Gabby, I'm going to put this drink under my seat, but you are also going to go up there and you're going to get me a Coke and I'm going to marry this drink underneath my seat between the scotch and the Coke. But nobody knows because you don't marry scotch with anything. That is like blasphemy in the alcohol community. Are you serious? Yeah, no. So, and this bartender, I could feel like I and me across the way, yeah. like just like what's this girl's game plan? I know she doesn't like the scotch, but I was like, brother, I got a plan. And I was like, right underneath my drink with like the ice, like shaking it up like a little secret bartender. And I finished my drink and I put that empty glass on the bar bar, uh, counter. And that's when he told me he wasn't going to charge me. I was like, good, you shouldn't because it sucked. Fucking (laughs) tastes like ass. Um, But anyway, so uh, back to aliens. Yeah, let's dive into some aliens. Yes. So um, So what's the first topic you are? What's the first? Because it's pretty broad. So where are we starting? So I have got like a really odd tangenty subject of notes that I think you're going to appreciate. Okay, tangenty. Yes. So the first thing is like the New York Times posted an article that said uh, UFO sightings recents like amping up per region. And in this article, which we will post on our uh, Instagram post, I actually have four articles I'd like to post. Oh, nice. One is it recorded 300 sightings in New York from 2020 and over 7,200 nationwide sightings of what's now known as um, unidentified aerial phenomena instead of UFOs. And supposedly the theory is that they want to keep that uh, mass hysteria down. But a certain group of people, including the article highlight interviewee, was a 75-year-old Virginia, a.k.a. Cookie, string fellow, that says she was taken during one of these supposed sightings in 2020, not abducted, because she went willingly. So in this article, it talks about a whole group of people that are willingly being <laughs> taken. They do not like the term abducted because they were not abducted. They went because they wanted to. Oh, my God. Can you write? My life sucks so much. Just please take me. Take me anywhere but here. I mean, 2020 was a bit rough for everyone, so I feel like people were just randomly being like, that's fine. I feel like the world went between, like, UFOs and, like, John Wick. Like, you don't know what the fuck is going on. What's real, what's not. And, like, add the simulation of the Matrix in there. Which, oh my gosh, we have to talk about that shit too. But anyways, keep going. So supposedly we've been upgraded to 5D, which is why, uh, quote unquote, this is what I've heard, speculation, so don't take my word for it, that because we've been upgraded to 5D, the aliens are here to um, 
teach us how to work our phones now? Not teach us how to work our phones. <laughs> Do you know that's like they're parent aliens? But like they're here to help bring a more utopian type of society. And so that we can interact with them and their planets and so on and yeah, so forth. Yeah, because they probably give us a certain type of intelligence and then we built the Catholic Church on it. <laughs> They're like, you did it wrong. You did it wrong. <laughs> Burn it down and like do said, it right again. <laughs> Mind you, I'm Christian, but I also don't believe like we're the only ones out there. Like, let's be honest. I'm like, okay. Um, so anyway, so now that we have the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force, the Pentagon released three UFO clips last year. And if you haven't seen them, we'll get more into that. What they're saying is with all these sightings, like I said, it literally like quadrupled from the amount of sightings before. And the primary sightings have been in the U.S. Um, it's because coronavirus. It helps clear up our air pollution and our skies and helps more people actually see clear skies. Like imagine if we did have to go through another like universal lockdown and like we could actually have plants grow and animals um live out their lives naturally and then we got to observe i wish we would kind of have a lot of that happened all around the world though that's what i'm saying so like these sightings bumped up just in 2020 interesting we have sightings in uh like i said san diego Uh utah new york nevada of course Washington, Florida, um, Texas, which uh, Texas, they were saying it was satellites from SpaceX, which is Elon's uh, Elon Musk's um, privately funded uh, <coughs> space. Yeah, but did you hear that he wants us all to fucking live on Mars? Or did you also see that one article of that one NASA guy and his fucking son, like, crawled into the fucking space shuttle and now he's fucking on Mars? No. But I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, when I was in fourth, no, I'm sorry, fifth grade, I had to spend time in a module and they asked about colonies on Mars and nobody remembers this. And I was like, dude, I was like, they were not specifically remember asking, like, how how would you keep plants alive? How would you sustain this shit? And I was like, um, I'm just learning about plants. So like oxygen, you have to find these different levels. Now, mind you, nobody remembers this. And I'm like, I did not make this shit up. I was specifically taken out of my class with like literally six or seven other kids. And we were put in this module to see how we would farm things on Mars. Like, it, and how we would colonize, and how things would be, and how things would be structured, and I'm just... Do you think Elon Musk is an alien? Um, no. I do know that there's been reports that he's autistic, or, like, high-functioning. Um, it explains a lot. Autistic, yeah. I think the I think the reason why people want to label it autism, and I'm not saying this against any autism... It's just because his brain... His brain works differently. ...functions on a higher plane. Yeah, I think that Elon is <clears throat> fascinated by aliens because he has a different concept of humanity. And what I mean by this is, like, he's trying to um, basically farm organs through, like... And I, I you know... Correct me, figure out whatever article you want to send me, that's cool. But he's trying to work with um, monkeys and ape, ape-like creatures or things along that genetic combination mm-hmm. to try and get organ housing. So it's like, if we're working on that conceptual level, he's trying to find, which many other brilliant minds are always trying to do, 
the idea of what is civilization and what is eternity, what is immortality, what is the basic function. And for him, I don't think he looks at things so individualistic in terms of personality basis. I think he looks at things as like a greater good, like utilitarianism. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think like, so for instance, there was an interview with his mom who's like a really famous model dude and his absolutely gorgeous. mom yeah and the way that she raised her children because i think she was a single mom she was a single mom um and she raised her children kind of out of the box yeah which i absolutely love she um she was saying how when elon musk first got really big especially into space and stuff like that and he tried to sh- launch his first like rocket you know or rocket yeah. ship it 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 failed and she was like, I was I was in such heartbreak for him. I didn't know what to do. Like, tears are going down my face. And Aww. she's like, but he came out excited. And he said, well, now we know how to do it better next time. And I thought, and I repeat that to myself in my head when I think about Elon Musk, because I think he's extremely fascinated and intrigued with things that are beyond uh, normal human daily thinking. Mm-hmm. And I think he's got a mind that sees the bigger picture of a lot of things. And I feel like in society we have to have people that fulfill certain roles and as we talked about before with like the intjs and infjs and enfps and oh, all the, the personalities the personalities, 16 personalities i believe that elon musk is probably an architect i believe he's someone who he's not meant to destroy a system he's meant to find a better system and I think that's really important at times. It's interesting. It's an yeah. interesting theory. And then you have to have the people who are kind of like on the opposite end where they tear down what isn't functioning and where they give community and value back to people. And that's where I think that's like his opposite, but it allows the scales to be balanced. Mm-hmm. I think <clears throat> if we were to form a colony on Mars and then only provide people with his mentality, we would be so off balance that we wouldn't have a complete society. But mm-hmm. if we could find people to balance out the society and give community value on top of the intellectual value, then we might be able to jump planets. But the biggest thing is, I believe jumping planets should not be a privilege, uh, should not be a right, it should be a choice. Okay. I think that if you want to stay on Earth, then you, you should, should be able, to stay, be on able to stay on Earth. Yeah, and I think that the Earth should be governed on its own thing. And I believe if you want to go to a different planet that maybe could house something. By all means, please leave this planet so I can restore it. But I'll say, yeah, exactly. But I'll say, I don't want people to, I don't want to just be a privileged thing. You know, like they say, oh, you can spend like millions of dollars and you can get a ride out to space and you can be an anti-gravity and you can eventually fly to the moon i don't want that because i feel like that causes such an unjust and unbalanced in our society you know kind of like Mm -hmm. that matt damon movie where it was like between two worlds you remember where it was like the poor world and then they could go to the to the rich world where people are getting cured of cancer and all sorts of stuff do you remember that for Listen. some reason, I'm like, you mean Goodwill Hunting? <laughs> yeah, no, not Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> That's the first movie that I think of with Matt Damon too. Though. And Matt um, Damon. But we'll have to find it. <laughs> Matt Damon. Um, I just saw a little post about Goodwill Hunting. It's Robin Williams talking about how his wife was farting in her sleep, and <laughs> I was like, what a what a what a marriage. Do you moment. know this is so completely <laughs> off topic? But in my astrology chart, I actually share a lot of traits with Jim Carrey. 
Oh, I could totally like natal chart wise, like our planetary like alignments of like where they're at. I share a lot. You're very animated with Jim Carrey. Charismatic when you're open. It's weird. I I could totally see that. It's really weird. You should see Lisa on like a really good like hyper day. Like she gets all like into different characters, and it's literally like watching like a live cartoon. I'm totally like stoned and just like (laughs) watching her and cracking up. But she like gets into these little like. Uh, I don't want to say tirades, but little, like, moments. And I love it. But I can see that, dude. I like to live my life animated. You should. Uh, we'll be, like, Cool World from, like, the 1990s. Remember, like, that half-cartoon, half-human movie? Oh. It was kind of like Ro- uh, Roger Rabbit. Oh, I love Roger Rabbit, though. That movie was actually hella perverted the older that I got and watched it. But my mom, like, loved having me watch it. Okay, so uh, previously thought the UFO sighters were to, or previously the UFO sighters were thought to be crazy. They're now being recognized. Uh, most oh. Collins are determined to be anything and everything but UFOs. For example, the northern this is what it is. The northern Idaho, excuse me, sightings were satellites from SpaceX, the privately funded program from Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that was kind of interesting. Um, so this was a New York Times article that I read just to give some basis of information for UFOs. Mm-hmm. The second one was actually a Forbes article that said 2021 is shaping up to be the year of the UFO. So not the year of the dog or the year of the dragon or the year of the bullshit. It is the year We're of the, the UFO. Year of the ox, aren't we? I have no idea. I oh. believe we're an ox now. Yeah, I don't know what the year's premonition is on that. Wasn't last year, like, Tiger or something? I think last year was the year of the rat. Okay. Let me find out, though. Chinese. Also, has uh, if you guys are playing Resident Evil Village... Um... Year of the Ox. Okay. Does year it have in any... the year of the Ox. Um, next year's the year of the tiger. Oh, my God. The Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> I was waiting for you to, to do something like that. Um, so, what I was going to say was, in Resident Evil, <coughs> the new one that just came out, Village or whatever, there's an opening scene where it's like this fairy tale thing, mm-hmm. and um, my boyfriend just started playing it, and I was watching it, and it talks about how like this bat like bit his wing and gave the girl like this little serum or whatever mm-hmm. to help her as like food and i was literally like what the fuck is this predicting coronavirus but then my boyfriend was like no i think this is the story of dracula and it was just a really weird story so uh, if you guys are playing resident evil village please let me know your interpretations of the village of shadows which is the introduction to it mm-hmm. because i was a little tripped out by that and i don't necessarily think that like Coronavirus is necessarily like a bat virus. I just think that there was laboratories making viruses that then it got leaked. There's out. a lot of conspiracies around coronavirus. And you look how like nobody's talking about that anymore. We're like so over the coronavirus. We're like we don't even care how it started. Just make it end. Well, now it's coming to an end. If you walk into locations now, they don't masks. ask you to put on any masks because yeah, it's the against mandate. the law mm. to ask somebody if they've been vaccinated or yep. not. Yep. Also, the previous year, last year, was the year of the rat. Which is interesting because rats are also known to carry diseases. Yeah, and Plu- uh, Neptune was also in its ruling sign of Pisces, which also means um, health problems. Interesting. So what's this year looking like? Besides year of the UFO, because I'll talk about that in a minute. Um... I mean, right now, we are going through a Pluto retrograde. Um, Saturn retrograde is about to happen. 
uh, I think on the same, no, on the 26th, but also the full moon in Sagittarius, which is a full lunar eclipse. Ooh, I love those. Um, and there's also this thing called the Palladium Portal that yeah. has recently opened Talk up. Talk about that for a second. Um, I've tried researching it, and I can't find anything on it. It's a basic idea, because I heard a little so, bit about it. There are things called star seats. This is about to get oh, real woo-woo. Dude, dude, hold on. I um I oh, have shit. <laughs> Okay, on my tangent note, the yeah. last thing that I pulled up was otherworldly. It's otherworldlyoracle.com, but okay. it talks about the different types of star, star seeds, seeds. And I wanted to talk about so, so I've been researching star seeds for quite some time, like probably about three years now. And you have the Orion star seeds. You have the palladium star seeds or palladius star seeds you have the blue um avion or avian star seeds um there's also i actually got the reptilian i believe there's the reptilian ones that are also star seeds those are the ones that are kind of like the evil ones per se yeah um, there's also another type of kind of like lower vibing star seed that's out there that is, uh, I forgot what article or where I was reading that from, but I guess the Palladium portal ha- is like opened up now. So a so lot like of people are receiving a lot of downloads. So like... Oh, you walked into my home today and everybody's just like in a low vibing kind of energy. And that's what it's been. It's just because everybody's receiving these massive downloads. Um, And there's also like this magnetic energy that keeps hitting the earth, which means that this like magnetic energy type of I don't know. I see it a lot on TikTok, and I'm really curious about it. But that also means that a lot of people are receiving a lot of downloads from other places. And so the way you know that you're a starseed is pretty much how your characteristics are. So for me, I believe that my spirit, I'm not 100% on this because... I haven't really like They're sat all with it. And stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Would be a blue avian, which is the bird looking one. But it's because of their characteristics I mirror them so well. I as actually to how have their characteristics. the characteristics on here. So there's uh, number one is the Orion star seeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, they come from the Orion co- constellation. There are numerous beings from the Orion constellation that migrated from other star systems. Um, there are different planets and stars in the Orion constellation that you might have lived on. Mm-hmm. So, Mintaka was a paradise planet covered by sparkly diamond-like waters. Some believe whales and dolphins come from the seas of Mintaka originally. Mintaka is no longer in existence. Below, we cover Mintakan star seeds traits and Orion star seeds traits, which would be anyone else from the Orion constellation. So, if you feel like there's a Mintakan star sign or uh, starseed signs and traits, you'd be strongly drawn to the water element. You love all things about the ocean, beach, and bodies of water. Intense connection with whales and dolphins, dreaming of swimming or living near lakes, oceans so sparkly that are filled, they look like diamonds. A strong desire to ascend spiritually and help others too. You're a compassionate person and get pleasure from helping others. You have high levels of sensitivity to other beings and potentially empathetic. 
or empath, excuse me. Orion starseeds, scientific beings, will be interested and intrigued in all things science, chemistry, astronomy, and genetics. Very intelligent and mostly driven by mentality. Mental but not emotional beings here to learn how to love and experience emotions. Great sense of humor can be the life of the party. Optimistic, opinionated individuals who don't sway on their perspective easily. They're jack of all trades. They have knowledge about a lot of different topics. They're self-controlled, may come off as cold emotionally, often unintentionally. Mm -hmm. Interest in ancient cultures and societies, able to work different forms of technology effortlessly. They're entrepreneurs. They want to lead and inspire. Task-orientated, see things through, and are very much involved in the details of the process. Often incarnate as earth signs such as Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. Their main passion is knowledge. They hold logic above all else. And some Orion seeds might have bright sky blue or ice blue eyes that draw you in. Though there are many other Orion signs, uh, star seeds with all eye colors. So another common type of star seed, just going on to it, I've got I think like six, mm-hmm. is the uh, Arcturian. Arcturian are the types of star seeds from the star Arcturus, a red giant, uh, a red giant located in the Boots constellation. Arcturians are the are other dimensional advanced star beings that incarnate on Earth frequently. The star beings are able to be contacted through channeling and divination. If you have uh, Arctur, if you are Arcturian, I should say, starseed trait traits would be they're great public speakers, they're leaders in the community and workplace, highly passionate about technology. They do not fear death. Sometimes come off as arrogant or having a big ego. They're great at math. Have interest in the metaphysics, particularly sacred geometry. Often incarnate with the darker skin, but again, our trans star seeds vary in appearance. They're planners, like they'd like to develop and plan almost everything and stick to their plan. They're compassionate, but seem to guard their feelings. They may show off anger as a form of emotion when they're <coughs> upset. They're confident individuals who drive for success. Telepathic abilities can read people's thoughts easily or transfer their own message to others telepathically. Have a mission to set up a new society where technology and spirituality meld cohesively. Hmm. I know, I thought that was kind of interesting. They choose careers in fields of technology, architecture, invention, science, math, statistics, advancing, medicine, etc. Highly intelligent, motivated. They feel like the black sheep of the family. They enjoy attention and appreciation. Note in tune with their emotion, not in tune with their emotions, and therefore is one of the reasons why their their lessons are here on Earth. Their sensory processing issues. They're highly sensitive to light, sound, textures, and smells. Their lower body temperature, not due to they're lower in body temperature, not due to other health causes. They also have lower blood pressure. Again, not due to any foreseeable illness. Mm-hmm. I think these are the Palladian star seeds. Our type of star seeds from the Pleiades star system. The Pleiades consists of the seven bright stars. Pleiades live in multiple dimensions and can incarnate Earth from any other dimension. And their traits include gentle in nature and meek mannerisms, soft-spoken and polite, humanitarians, empathic, feel and take on others' emotions, often tall, slender with blonde hair and blue eyes, though there are various by individuals. Remember that. Mm-hmm. May have Norse or Northern European ancestry DNA. All about the love and want to spread the love to the world. They have high cheekbones, long limbs, straw drawn lines. Uh, they're drawn to outer space, science fiction, astrology, and stars. Interested in healing and metaphysics. Family orientated, people pleasers, sometimes to a fault because this allows them to be taken advantage of. See, I love the I love Palladians, and I feel like I I'm more of a Palladian than a Blue Avian. 
perhaps maybe you're a mixture of both i mean if the if it's genetics and in, incarnations then there who's to say that there's not a mix maybe you are the but can star seeds be mixed i don't know i star feel like seeds. that's not can a you thing. tell us I don't feel like that's well, a thing. I feel like if we can biologically have genetic mixtures in our DNA as humans, and if there's incarnations of star seeds, how come we can't have that? I don't know. If Maybe it's, like it's just on ingrained a in our level. ancestry. Who knows? Um, they are sensitive individuals. They wear their hearts on their sleeve. They feel different than everyone else when growing up. They feel like they have a big mission on Earth. Understand polarity, male, female, yin and yang, sun and moon, above and below, and are balanced with themselves. And they may struggle with food sensitivities and sensory issues and anxiety when not in alignment. That sounds definitely like me. Okay, so this next one is called draconian starseeds. Those ones! You know what's really weird? They're the bad ones. So draconian, so I, I, you guys, I'm actually writing a book, but I did not know that this thing existed until literally like just now. Um, because I have, uh, in my book, there's a bunch of different variations of people. Yeah. And one of the things that I wrote about was draconians because I was like, oh, that sounds just like it could be like a form of a dragon. And like, that's going to be a separate set of people to where they're more, um, similar to like, uh, Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, they're more like just the orc or something. No, oh, they're just nihilistic or nihilistic, however you want to say it, where they they believe that like life doesn't function on the on the path of a purpose, but life functions on the path of what the purpose you give it. Okay, you know, so like you're not born with this purpose, but that you have a purpose based upon what you desire. Gotcha. So that's how I kind of view it as, but it, it's really weird. So draconian starseed traits. Those were the bad ones that I remember, well, but Draconian, I don't think so. I don't know. What do you say? Well, Draconian star seeds are from the Draco constellation. Uh, Draco means dragon, Draco and therefore many Draconian star seeds are linked to dragons or reptiles of various kinds. The reptilian race, Lifeguardians, Greys, and other dra- uh, Draconians come from oh, Draco. Yeah, the these they are some draconians who are selfish and some say quote-unquote evil while others are here to help wake humanity and raise consciousness you will mm-hmm. you'll see debates on both when it comes to reptilians and grays particularly but you know your heart better than anyone online so here are the draconian starseed traits they're drawn to science math and technology leaders in the field and communities don't take kindly to authority higher than themselves when they're not in alignment can be money hungry and manipulative when in alignment and from a higher dimension they want to unite people and work towards a common goal talented at leading building and coordinating efforts always finish what they start attracted to reptiles amphibians and dragons may have lizard-like physical uh, characteristics thin long faces thin bodies lizard-like eyes and facial features lower body temperature drawn to the sun and warmth and prefer warmer climates adept at fitting in like a chameleon fine jobs in politics community leaders uh, military architecture architecture and construction while on a different end there's the gray starseed traits or the grays <laughs> that's the neighbor gypsy's like i'm protecting the house I know, he's um, always so loud. The Greys, which many people are familiar with, it says, 
You've been very misunderstood your whole life. You have a large head with a disproportionately smaller oh, body. Oh, my God. Okay, Stewie. I know, right? I was just like, oh, that's kind of an odd one. I feel like you would know. You don't have much or any hair on your body. An intense interest Fucking in human weird. genetics. Huh? I know. Yeah. I was just thinking that. I was like, my eyebrows are pretty thin, but I was like, I do get hair on the rest of my body, and I don't <laughs> have a big head, which, I mean, this kind of sounds interesting an intense interest in human genetics and dna maybe even have a career in this field they have a lower body temperature an interest in occupation in healing and or medicine which this actually kind of reminds me of some doctors you know what's so funny do you you've seen riverdale right um i literally have seen like one or two episodes okay only with my so the guy who does autopsies that's who I think of because he's really tall. He's slender. He's got a big, big ass head. head. He doesn't look like he got any hair on his goddamn body. And he's over here fucking poking and prodding us some dead corpses. You know, I could see that though. Like I could see that being like a really perfect field for people that were like interested in healing but want to learn from a distance and like genetics, like That's... just people that do death work. I'm, I mean, I'm good with death work. That sounds. It in- sounds interesting in and of itself, but like, I feel like some people are just a little weird on that aspect. You just see it. There's a lot of things. Like, for instance, when I look at people, I instantly categorize them into like um, animal parts. I don't what know. What the fuck? Yeah, this is going to sound hella weird. You look like a bird's wing. So, like, for instance, our old boss, to me, he looked like he was, like, a badger, a wolf, and a lizard, like, all mixed in. Like, if you look at his facial structures, the way that he holds, he's got, like, very intense, smaller eyes. And the way that he holds his head, he's always, like, trying to be a little bit more on, like, the um, wolf side. But I also feel like he's got badger qualities because badgers are also extremely, like... What are you talking about? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, but if you take it, if you think about it, like a wolf mentality, badger characteristics, and then a little bit of that like reptilian side, like not oh necessarily God. snaky, but like lizardy. <laughs> Bitch looks like, like a wants badger. to keep everything. It's it's wolf, <laughs> badger, and lizard. Like, and it kind of makes sense with a little bit of the draconian things because I feel like when you're not in alignment, very money hungry, very materialistic. Yeah. But when you are in alignment, you're really wanting to help people grow. Yeah. And I think a very misunderstood concept. But anyways, anyways. back to the gray star seed traits. It says uh, you may have a photogenic memory, extremely awakened spiritually, uh, dark brown or almost black eyes. You're drawn to the Draco's constellation, an interest and fascination with dragons. Uh, you probably you have problems showing your emotions to others and being vulnerable, and your but your work best with well organized teams. So I could see also our old boss having a little bit of like that dragon characteristic. Mm-hmm. You know, just like that bite. Yeah. Um, reptilian star seeds. So this is the third one. Lower body temperature. You find yourself being cold more often than not, and you crave warm weather and the sun without having a thyroid or medical disorder. Drawn to reptiles and amphibians, lizards, turtles, and snakes. You've had visions and dreams of, um, Aurora Boros symbol, which I'll have to look up. Oh, you know what that is? Uh-uh. It's the snake eating its own tail. That's oh, an Aurora Boros. And that was from, uh, what is that one show? It was uh, with the dragons and the werewolves. Do you remember? It was on uh, Netflix. Oh. I will find it and I'll tell you about it. I Are you talking kinda... about The Witcher? No, not The Witcher. It was um, literally like a, um, 
a really demented dark show about this guy who's like has Romanian gypsy roots and he's a werewolf. And then he goes, <gasps> oh, Hemlock Grove. Hemlock Grove, exactly. I so, love that show. Yeah, it's very. It was so weird. You've had visions and dreams of the Aurora or Ouroboros. Ouroboros. You're That's welcome. That's right. Adept at fitting in, adept at fitting in like a chameleon. Your natural leader, work well leading a team, organizing or government. Uh, you don't feel right being at the bottom of the hierarchy, inventing and creating new ways to accomplish old tasks. Do the thing. You've been misunderstood your entire life. People often tell you that you're cold or void of emotions. Yeah, because that's a Hemlock Grove symbol. Remember this one and that one. They're like. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. All right, number five, if you guys are still with us, which we hope that you are stoned and mind-blown, and we apologize if this isn't the, if this is a bit anticlimactic. Yeah. I mean, there's really no climax to this. This is just literally like, hey, there's been alien sightings. These are the different different types of aliens or starseeds, and... Um, there's a lot of videos out there that talk about the different star seeds yeah, and like the different characteristics. Even on YouTube, there's been a lot of um, people that I've watched on that as well. Um, but it's all like this awakening that's ha- happening per se, if you want to call it a really woo-woo thing of like awakenings. Um, but yeah, I mean, we can definitely share some of like the more creepier things that we've found on TikTok that regard aliens mm-hmm. and stuff and like share them out there. Because, I mean, what would you do? What, if, what would you do if one day you just saw a fucking alien and you were just like. <laughs> There's your Jim Carrey moment. <laughs> <laughs> She just did this little animation where she was like blinked really fast and then like rubbed her eyes like what the hell? Like, <laughs> like what would you do? Would you like run, scream in fear, or would you be inquisitive and just be like, hey dude, what's up? Um, I feel like a little bit of both. I feel like at first it's just natural inclination to kind of like fear the unknown. But I also feel like there's a part of you that's like, okay, I've seen this. I now not, must kind of like accept okay, this. Okay, so let's do it this way. If you know that there's somebody out there, like take for instance, you are in, you're camping, and you run across a lynx. It's sure, it's a wild fucking cat, but it's still going to eat your face. If, are you comparing an alien to a lynx? No. What I'm saying is, is the comfortability. Like, you uh, know okay. these animals are out there in the wilderness. You know that maybe they're just a little bit more powerful and you, than you Exactly. Yeah. And so, and you know that there's always going to be a possibility of running into a said wild animal, right? Yes. So, if and when somebody runs into, like, one of these creatures... Are you going, obviously that fear is going to be there because you've never encountered something like this. You just know about it. The same thing would probably go for like alien species, right? We know we're not the only fucking beings in this universe. Yes. But that fear is still going to be there regardless because we've never seen them up close and in life before. True. I feel like we also don't know how to read them. So a lot of times you're putting on, um, so for instance, we're reading star seeds that are incarnate from into human form, right? And like mm-hmm. we just don't know. And our best guess is that we put these star seeds in the form of humans so that way we can read and adapt. To- but how do we know all of these characteristics about these star seeds when we've never met them before? That's what I'm saying. We're not seeing them in their true form. We're seeing these are ring. So like if there's a whole network of planets and like constellations 
and souls. Like it's not just an, not just the earth. Like we're not the only energy beings, right? And right. Energy cannot be created nor destroyed, right? So like when you die, your energy. We have a pre notion that your energy either goes to heaven or hell, mm-hmm. depending on your religion, to a reincarnation situation, depending on your religion, or it's just bound to the earth or there's absolutely no energy when you pass away like that's the last of it it's just whispered to a different i find that very hard to believe i mean we are all the minute that there's conception there's a spark of energy correct and if there's energy there has to be life and if there's life there has to be some sort of a soul or a spirit connected to it because regardless like when you look at plants there's life there. When you cut grass, the smell is grass crying because you fucking cut it. Yes. Like, you can't tell me that these plants and, like, or especially, like, the trees, like, these giant trees and how mountains are supposedly giant tree stumps. Well, and I think the biggest thing about it is if you go back to that idea that we are a network of souls, then we yeah. may be bouncing between planets and maybe... We're an alien having Somebody. a human experience, well, or maybe heard, we're a human having an alien experience. Have you ever heard of Abram Hicks? Mm-mm. So, it, Abram Hicks is like, I believe, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, whatever, but this is my interpretation of it, is like this higher self of this one female. Okay. And she like channels this higher self, and this higher self is named Abram Hicks, and they, in, in these videos, and she, she'll just give off premonitions I'll say of what Mm -hmm. they are or like um the same thing that you would um like read books um from like any other guru right it's kind of like that aspect yeah so like say I got in touch with my inner star seed and I was able to communicate maybe that's why maybe I really am a palladian because I feel so fucking drained and I feel like a lot of information is being like thrusted to you yeah so maybe that's like the because the palladian portal is open well I feel like in there's maybe some people if I can find something on it yeah um so kind of going back to that I feel like maybe we're just like a bouncing uh network of souls which kind of goes back to um the uh soul collective which there's a very famous um philosopher carlos castaneda he talks about the soul collective oh, and how we're all, i feel like i've heard that that's because you heard it from paul um oh. which he about all the time. But basically we're all parts of like this giant eagle in the sky and so we're all we're just all manifested of this different this different soul collective and uh-huh. that's why i kind of believe that this is the case uh, you know, reincarnation is really fascinating to me. I don't necessarily know if I believe in it 100%, but I believe if we are at that point, then that can be investigated further. So I follow this guy on Instagram. His name is Tarot Reader Pete. And six days ago, he uploaded a thing that says, The Palladius portal is open. Elevated consciousness and high vibrational energy flow freely on the wind, bringing intuition and psychic power surging within. The Palladius is also home to a highly advanced alien race, so it is not uncommon to receive spirit downloads at this time. Okay. And the spirit downloads drain you of energy? 
Um, I, it's draining my ass because I'm fucking. I've been so low energy as of recently, really? and I just I don't know. I can kind of tell. To be honest with you, this goes back to what we spoke about last week: the Sampuco eyes or whatever. Because the whites underneath your eyes are more apparent today, and that's usually a sign of like true exhaustion. Oh, really? Yeah. So what it says is that when the whites of your eyes are apparent like this, like underneath, it means the world is out against you. When the whites above your eyes are above like this like you see with most serial mm-hmm. killers it means you are against the world oh, like you're fighting so within creepy. your battles so that's why you have to have the balance of the eyes that's so weird it's, it, like, it my intuition in. has seriously been on fucking point really? like on point it's fucking scary how on point it's really? been Oh, my God. So, like, there's, like, these videos on TikTok because I follow woo-woo people, right? And they're like, all right, well, let's test your intuition. I'm thinking of a number between 1 and 20. What is it? And I was just like, the first thing that popped into my head was 17. And normally, when you have that first inclination, you guess it or second guess it and you try for something else. But, like, that was it, 17. And that was the number that they were thinking of. Interesting. And then... There was another one, too, like, um, like, before I, like, rekindled, um, an old friendship, like, I had really Mm -hmm. strong inclinations of, like, symptoms of being pregnant, and, like... Oh, yeah, I heard about that. I'm, and then, like, we get together, and we were talking and stuff like that, and, like, this is somebody that I have a really... Strong connection to. Strong connection to, um... Like, chords, energy, like, there's a lot of tied-in stuff there. So, like, it doesn't surprise me that, like, I had these feelings. And then, ah, what else? Something else happened. And I was just like, I fucking knew that was going to happen. It's really strange. It's just really weird. Wavelengths, and then you just kind of got to ride with that, like... And I've also been seeing a lot of things out of the corner of my eye. Like, I've been seeing human figures. um, And then every time I look, it's usually an inanimate object. But Mm. the thing is, is I can differentiate. Differentiate? Thank you. Differentiate. Between. Real and not real. Real and not real. Like, it's not hard to tell out of the corner of my eye that that's a fucking printer over there. Yeah. But, like, there are some days where, like, if I could, if I'm, like, looking in this direction, the fucking shampooer over there, yeah. some days I would think that's a fucking person. Interesting. And it's really, and I know it's not, but, like, I guess my, I second guess myself, and I'm like, what the hell is happening like, here? So, like, and there's also a lot of orbs that I'm seeing. Yeah. So, it's almost like, like, there's something trying to communicate but, with like, me. like, something is trying to get your attention, which is, this is, it's interesting that you say that, because I feel like there's, there's times where I have felt that way, and I'm just... I'll be very honest, as much as a fire sign as I am, I am definitely a lot of the go with the flow, kind of feel out the currents. Because That's your Scorpio. I could I could see that. So I'm an Aries with a Scorpio rising and a Pisces moon and No, oh, there you go. Yeah. There's all your water. So I feel like I feel like when I try to be too um forceful, like when I Things feel like my fire don't. energy kind of rages, I feel like 
it, I'm not being forceful in the right channel. So I've learned to kind of go with the flow. For instance, like I believe in the theory of chaos that there's so many different conspiracies going on that there's absolutely no point in trying to capture but them all. But that's the beauty of it. You have to have chaos in order for something to grow. Oh, I agree completely. But or that's where in I order like, for something I'm to bloom. With that. A lot of people are like, can you believe what the government's doing? And I'm like, actually, no, I'm not fucking surprised. I'm not surprised that people like can look at my camera. I'm not surprised that people are doing the vaccines. I'm not Why surprised that we not? had a thing like like coronavirus. Like, it sucks. Yeah. Like, we should definitely try to try to work to, to be more um, conscious and more awake. But I'm not surprised at this. This is the chaotic nature of, of not just humankind, but I think beings. Look at the animal mm-hmm. kingdom. The animal kingdom is animals surviving yes. against all different types of environments. Exactly. So you animals. have you have the gazelle and you have an alligator or like a crocodile or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it fucking sucks that you know you're rooting for the fucking gazelle to like make it out but you have to understand the gazelle is there for a reason yes it is there for a purpose and the alligator has their purpose as well Mm -hmm. too so you can't just be on one side you have to understand that there's a balance balance, there's a give and there's a take if if the if the not the gators but the crocodiles if the crocodiles didn't eat the gazelle then we would have an overflowing gazelle population because the way the can't does need does need control but also if the crocodile doesn't eat like if it gets too old and it's and it's and it's weakens and it's not able to catch mm-hmm. the gazelle then the gazelle lives another day to breed on more for the younger crocodiles like there's yeah. a very there is a balance and i kind of believe in that and a lot of people think that i'm crazy because with big issues sometimes i'm very chill about it and i'm oh, just yeah. like i i what it is is that i you... take a lot in mm-hmm. and then i understand it in my conceptualization yes. and then i put it out it's uh, i really i don't mastication know mastication of information <sighs> yes the m-o-i i don't know if <laughs> this is kind of a taboo topic Shoot but i'm gonna bring swallow. it up anyways okay because i don't know if you've seen this documentary yet it's on hulu and i was actually referred to watch it by one of my friend uh, one of my co-workers it's called hail satan Oh, have um, you seen it? Uh, no, it came up on our thing because uh, it looks like it's like the Statue of Liberty with like Baphomet. Yes, yeah. So here's a fun fact. Baphomet, the body of Baphomet is actually um, imaged uh, from Iggy Pop. Interesting. So I heard so, a whole thing about like a French so his, um, his, illustrator. His body, well, the statue itself. Oh, okay. Interesting. Is actually mirrored off of Iggy Pop. Okay, wait, did I, did, uh, I ever tell you about how my mom dated their bass player? I think so. Yeah. I think I've, oh no, she told me. She actually has postcards from Germany from this dude. Oh my gosh. My mom also dated a couple Raiders back in the day. She's. But then, you know. She had a kid with my dad. She's like one, like... My mom's wild. My mom is like the most chill person, but also the most wild person, like the person you never thought would have She's got some stories. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. And I keep finding them out. I'm like... But anyways, um, it's... The documentary revolves around the Satanic Temple. Okay. Not the Church of Satan. Those are two different things. Two separate things. A lot of people think the Church of Satan is... Uh, filled with Satanists expressing devil mm-hmm. worship, but actually the it's church of Satan doesn't actually believe in devil worship. Like they don't. It's more or less a rebellion against modern Christian beliefs. Where the temp or the the satanic temple is actually 
the one that doesn't have any religious okay, beliefs. Okay, I got those confused. The Church then. of Satan yeah. is the one that Does. that they have a problem with. Okay, okay. Um, but looking into the Satanic Temple, there are seven tenets. Okay. One of their tenets is that if you are to impede on someone's own will, then mm-hmm. your will is to be impeded on as well. Interesting. So it's kind of like that Close old... Close to the golden rule. That old... Was it Romanian or Russian ideology of an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Actually, well, that's biblical, um, to be honest with you. Oh, okay. It's biblical, but what it basically, a lot of people don't understand that in the Bible, it is not saying that you have to be like Jesus all the time and turn your cheek on every situation. What it's saying is that basically in layman's terms, for every action, there's going to be a reaction. Mm-hmm. And for whatever, if you make a reaction that is kind of like a mistake, based mm-hmm. on like an overcorrection, that the grace is suffice and you will be corrected, but not by necessarily the direct force, but maybe God and vice versa. And that the wrath of God takes over more so than what you could in- impact. So that's why there's so, a idea of like praying and... If, I mean, if we were to take a stance on an alien invasion, mm-hmm. how would most people see that? Because if you look at a good population, or a good consensus of the population, they are very religious. So how would they perceive this? I actually would just it be this with kind Mike. of like Armageddon? Would it be like the four horsemen like are coming down? Day. Or something like um, that, you know? Because like most people are going to freak out on a whole nother level. Totally. And I feel like the ones that actually know what's happening, the ones that are a little bit more open-minded, like me and you, yeah. are not going to see it as something like this. I think what's going to happen, if there was an alien invasion, right, I think that you would have people... Okay, let's break it down in terms, right? So... People call illegal immigrants aliens. They already take a stance on like, you are an alien from another area and I don't want you being in my stuff and you're not going to be part of my culture and blah, blah, blah. Like people are so segregated by just, oh, well, what did your mom used to make for dinner? Because my mom did me in potatoes, but your mom was like doing sushi rolls, you know? People are segregated in so many different uh-huh. avenues. So even when it comes to aliens and like illegal immigration and stuff like that, People want to coin that term, which I find is so weird, because why would we coin a term of, like, aliens? And then if you think about an alien invasion on a planet, like, that's a bigger thing. So uh, there's a theory yeah. out there, which is what I was telling Lisa before the podcast, is that the government's going to try and spark a alien invasion to make people... Um, be more unified and create kind of like a, like, I know people are very... A world order. Yeah, which I'm actually a little bit abrasive to because... I don't I like that, that terminology. I feel like it's, it's um, I'm going to say this, I feel like it's putting a big kind of like vague, almost communistic veil on like what needs to happen in the world. Yeah. But I don't, I'm not necessarily opposed because I do think that there needs to be some type of unification between humans. Like, not just humans as like we're against the aliens, but like... Why can we not be a community to ourselves as well? You know, um, so big thing is, is we already take a stance on, and we were even talking about this with like foster children and stuff, right? Yeah. A lot of people are against, you know, adopting or fostering children because they quote unquote want to have babies themselves. So we have hundreds of thousands of kids in the foster care mm-hmm. system that like simply will probably be raised in the foster care system, yeah. bouncing from home to home, bouncing, mm-hmm. never 
never having a true parent. And um, it's just, it's really interesting to me never because... Never having that stability that they need. Exactly. And so I think that if you, if we were to face an alien invasion, you would have a lot of outcry. You would have a lot of people just like... It would with the be... whole politics divide and the whole race divide and everything like Dude, that. Dude, at that point, it would be utter fucking chaos. It, it would be. And I think the whole thing is we're not the organized party. Like, for as many people that prepare for stuff like that, we're not the organized party. And I'm not saying that you necessarily go to the aliens and be like, oh, you know, they come in peace, we come in peace, which is ironic because did you see the um, the new Rocket Mortgage commercial where, uh, what's his face? Uh, I want to say James Morgan, but that's not the case. Um, James Morgan? No, Who the no, fuck is not that? James, it's not James Morgan. It's a... Uh, What's his face? Morgan... Freeman? No! Rocket who? Rocket Mortgage. So, uh, I can't remember. He used to do, like, Fear Factor. Who was the... Dr- oh! Tracy Morgan? Tracy Morgan. I kept wanting to say Jamie Morgan. I was like, his name's not Jamie. Um, Tracy Morgan. So, Tracy Morgan, there's a little thing about, like, what if aliens invaded Earth? And then it's, like, a whole joke. Would you be prepared for that? Because it talks about how people don't know their own mortgage. And so, they're asking about being prepared for, like... An alien fucking invasion. I feel like people are not going to be prepared. And I think what we have to do is we have to evaluate things carefully. And we have to see how how do things affect us, how do things affect the people around and make the best um, concentrated decision. I don't know, man. Oh, shit. Oh, no, it's still going. Okay. Can we actually pause really quick? Okay, so we paused it so Lisa could watch it. And what do you think? I mean, it's not here's the thing is if you're looking at it from like a logical standpoint it's nothing out of the ordinary for any other human being because or any other like commercial per se you know but like you do have to ask the question as a like paranoid person or a conspiracy theorist i would say like why would you put that in a commercial exactly so what is the point? That, I also feel like Hollywood does not. Hollywood is our media. What we see on the news is what I heard best was someone explained to me is that it's two minutes of 10 different people saying the exact same thing. Right. Like you. How many times do you get funneled a story on different news stations and it's the same story, but you could just get different viewpoints. Mm-hmm. But the media and movies, I feel like it's it's the way our ancestors used to tell stories through oral um like history Mm -hmm. where they would tell these grand stories about things that happened and where then they got put into fairy tales and folklore and all sorts of stuff Mm -hmm. but it was the way for us to digest information for things that were beyond our comprehension look at revolution or or not revolutions revelations right in the bible Mm -hmm. revelation like a lot of people get afraid to read about it because it's Black people are interpreted to be very fire and brimstone. Mm -hmm. But it's about, like, a lot of the end of days and the different things that are interpreted and, like, how the person of that time context could interpret what was happening. I mean, Nostromus effect even had, like, or Nostromus even predicted things in very kind of fairy tale esque I actually have a book on his predictions. Yeah, it's, I I refuse to kind of read it. Here's the thing. I'm the type of person, everyone's like, if you can know your future, would you want to? And I I tell people no. No. Here's the thing. I don't want to This is going to trip you out. Okay. You knew, or you know, before you were born, before you were, uh, you decided to come here, your soul or spirit signed a contract and saw 
everything that you went through in this life. Mm-hmm. And when you came through your mother's vajayjay and into this world. Actually, I was C-section. Okay. When you were pulled the <laughs> fuck out of the womb. Um, special. You, um, you forgot everything. Or as you grow up, you forget. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, which is why, like, you see children and they're just so innocent, they're so kind. And if you ask kids questions about, like, hey, what's the meaning of life? And they give you, like, these really deep kind of answers, but on, like, an outside perspective, they don't really seem that deep. Yeah. Um, why do you think we have deja vu? Okay, so on a science basis, they say deja vu occurs when your body is actually lack of oxygen. But on a spiritual basis, which I tend to believe the spiritual basis a little bit more, I think deja vu is not just a reenactment of the same situation, but it's like you've funneled into a different time lapse. Like, because I don't believe time to be linear. I believe time to be like circular Mm -hmm. kind of looping. So I think you've just funneled into the point that you're like, oh, this is one of my destiny moments. So I got a really big, like aha moment when I heard someone say deja vu is just your soul remembering what you're supposed to go through in this life interesting so and it goes to say like every time you have a deja vu moment they tell you that you're on the right path and rightfully so the more deja vu moments you have the more your soul is remembering what what it I used to get deja vu a lot Like your younger. days as being here in this lifetime, which I thought was really trippy. I mean, that kind of makes sense. Like people follow numerology and they're like, oh, if you see the same number just popping up again, it means that you're in the right path. Like those numbers are sen- are telling you something. Mm-hmm. I, see, I'm a very like instinctual and intuitive person to where I'm like, I, I love the fact of being affirmed by signs, but I'm also like... I, I guess I just beat to my own drum sometimes, and I'm like, well, this is just how it's going, because I've taken the time to acknowledge this from all different angles and all different sides, and I know this is what I'm going, because I'm a very emotional person. For as much logic as I carry, I'm also mm-hmm. a very emotional person, so I think for me internally, those moments are good, but they're not, like, um, climactic to me, because I'm just like, okay, what is climactic to me is sometimes when I'm like, I'm wanting to know that what I'm doing is impactful in a positive sense to someone else. Yeah. Not necessarily in the utmost positivity, but that it's it's helping <coughs> others to kind of get that connection. Exactly. I love the saying of the astrologer I follow, there is no good, there is no bad, it is what it is, because the divine can see the bigger picture and you can't. Well, that's like uh, Jordan Peterson says, there's uh, the difference between being... Um, the bad person and a good person is not morals, it's cowardice. Cowardice. Isn't that crazy? So the the difference between being a criminal and someone who follows the law is not morals, it is cowardice. So the criminal is the bravest person? Is that what you're trying to say? No, because I think a lot of people think that the opposite of coward is bravery. Brave. So, but to be honest with you, bravery is, a, is not, to me, the opposite. Um, a lot of people say... Well, I didn't do this because it's the wrong thing to do. Well, are you doing that because you want to follow the law or because you actually feel it moralistically as the wrong thing to do? And what you find is most people just do it because they're afraid of the consequences rather than actually having the moral value. 
Mm. Are you looking up the um, opposite? The definition is one who shows disgraceful fear or timidity. So fear is basically the base emotion. So fear of the consequences as mm-hmm. opposed to acknowledging the consequences and doing it anyway. Craven is a cinnamon. Synonym? Synonym for oh. coward. Craven. Interesting. Craven. Lacking the least bit of courage. Contemptibly fainted heart. Or faint hearted. So, and I always found that to be a really interesting concept because I I do believe that there's the um, kind of dual personalities in a lot of people. I think everyone kind of has that um, ability to do right or wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I do think the people that acknowledge it in the sense of morals are the people who understand how it impacts others, not the fear of consequences of their actions to themselves. Oh, uh, okay. I see what you're saying. Is a trait wherein excessive fear prevents an individual from taking a risk or facing danger. So it it's not necessarily that the person who's following the law has morals. It's more so they're afraid to break them. Exactly. Okay. So they're only thinking about themselves in that aspect, which if you're only thinking about yourselves, you can go right or wrong, right? Yeah. You can go in fear of consequence or you can be completely self-benefiting regardless so of the like, consequence. So it's like... Um, the picture here reminded me. It's like the cowardly lion from the oh, Wizard I of Oz. Say, Courage, the cowardly dog. I was like, "Fuck yeah, that's right." I mean, we can use that <laughs> reference too because he was moralistic, but he was also coward. You know, it was yeah. one of those weird things. So, um, he also talks about how, like, if we were completely self-benefiting, we wouldn't end up living in, in a, something that is self-sustaining long-term. So, if we only fed ourselves, so like, say we're in a room, right? But we're in the room with one other person and we're both working for something, but only I'm getting fed and what they're giving me, say, Excuse say, me. say we each, if I get, if I am asked to get a hundred dollars and I said, the only way that I can get a hundred dollars is if I give some to the person next to me. And so we're both in that room, right? Give and take. <laughs> oh, excuse me. And I take that hundred dollars. How much should I give to you? But you have to accept in order for me to get the $100 because I have to give you some of that money. Okay. What is the acceptable amount to give to you? Oh. <laughs> a lot of people. So I'm glad you thought about that because to me, I'd be like, well, someone gave me 100 bucks and they said you have to give some to the person and the person has to accept in order for you to get the 100 I would do 50 because to me, I'm like, well, that's 50 bucks for me, 50 bucks for them. A surprisingly no- a large number of people mm-hmm. would only offer a dollar. What like, the fuck? Yeah, that's what I thought too, because I was like, that's so crazy. But they're like, well, if I gave a dollar, then that's only a dollar and I keep 99. But if they say no, then I'm actually not out because I was only an additional 100. But they're not thinking, they're not, they're thinking in the sense of fear as a like, oh, well, it's not going it, to, the fear is that I'm not going to get the whole amount of money. So I might as well just give them the least amount and then not worry about it if I don't get it, as opposed to thinking in the, Think smarter, not harder. Think community valued. Like, hey, here's 50 bucks. Here's 50 bucks. We both get treated out to lunch. And I didn't have 50 bucks before, so this is 50 bucks that I have now. Oh, my I know. God. It's a very interesting concept. Well, but. it just shows you what fear in the masses can actually do. Oh, dude, it's really crazy. <laughs> Especially well, with, like, an alien invasion, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. supposed to happen. Like, I can only imagine... That's so weird to think about. 
uh, that it's people so think. It's so weird to think about. No, it kind of throws you off, right? Mm-hmm. It's And the thing is, um, cap, I want to say capitalism thrives on people that are self-benefiting. They thrive on people who are not so, in alignment. It's all the boomers' fault, if you think about it. It's all the baby boomers' fault. What you would you hate your local boomer? Sure. Yeah, I'm gonna hate my fucking local boomer. You want to know why? They took these jobs. You, they always stand there and they're just like, "Well, why don't you have a house?" I had a house when I was fucking twenty. I had this. I had that. I had this. I had that. But you have to understand that the paying Tuition wage, pay wage went down. Everything went, went up. Went up. Gallon of milk went up. Why? Because Gas of capitalism. Yep. Because people got fucking greedy with it, and they decided that this was something that they were good gonna do yeah and then all of a sudden our generation is the lowest paid uh-huh. we have the most bills to pay yeah people we say have the most debt income goes to their bills we have the most debt out of any generation and we're the ones that have to fix it well and there's the whole thing of like what did the um what's the new generation not millennials not zennials Zennials or whatever. Zennials are like, isn't it funny how millennials say, oh, go treat yourself and then buy a basic necessity? And I was like, dude, that's fucking true. Because like, you know, oh, we, shit. Like getting paid, a, you know, getting paid a wage that's not reasonable for most people. Treating yourselves means you don't get an order on the dollar menu. You, you know, get a whole large it meal, makes you know? a lot of sense because was it even three years ago, I asked my mom to help me co-sign to get a car. 25 years old and she told me that I'm an adult and I should already know what to do by now. That's fucked, to be honest with you. But it goes to show you, like, she's not a boomer. She's a Gen X. But she's probably part of the but I would she has, and only offer you a dollar versus our values of, like, why well, do 50-50? To be honest, I don't know what my mother would choose in that aspect. Because maybe she'd be smarter than that and she'd do 50-50 so she's up 50 and you get 50. But she'd only offer I don't, you 50 so she could get 50. I don't know. I honestly don't her. know. What do you think oh, your dad would like say? not talking to me right now. My dad would probably do 50-50. I think my mom would. I My first, when Jordan Pierce, um, and you can look him up, he's a famous like psychologist of the dark triad, and as on like um, fucking... I want to say Seth Rogen, Joe Rogan's podcast. He's also been on Jocko's podcast. He's been on a lot of like very interesting um, philosophical and psychological podcasts that are deemed for success, Mm -hmm. but also how you have to understand that within ourselves, the reason why we have the aid, the super aid and the ego is because we are made up of many different parts and it is our actions that are reflective, just like the people we keep around us, the things that we possess. Why do we have to have possessions? Why is it that people hoard? Why can we not get rid of things? That was the thing. Back in the 1920s or 1930s or even the 1920s, no, yeah, back in those days, right? Okay. The average American only had one pair of shoe and two pairs of pants. Oh, and the reason why... quite a lot of shoes. But here's the thing, is they wanted to build a consuming... Um, you have to have these shoes You, have, you have to have... Consumption. There's consumption. The keeping up with the Joneses acts aspect, right? Mm. So, um, or uh, was it wasn't fun with Dick and Jane? Was it that movie? No, I don't think so. But keeping it's up with a the Jim Joneses Carrey a movie. Um, 
It was a Jim Carrey movie. It was fun with Dick and Jane. It was, he was like this top selling guy. He lost his job. They were getting all of these new renovations on their home. She quit her job and then all of a sudden they're in this rut. So they decide to go out and they like steal things and they like try and like build their home up and stuff like that. But like what is it for? Is it for you or is it for no, anyone else? It's for everyone else. Thing, you need to build your sanctuary. Like you need to cons- build your. The consumption that we are so used to in society this also goes towards the school programming because the schools were there to ensure that there was a working force a nine to five that's what we were taught out of the workforce so that way you could prepare people the reason why we to have go into the workforce and the reason why we're taught things that mm-hmm. aren't necessarily functioning like why are we not taught how to do our taxes because they want to keep because us as consuming. Yeah, they want us. Exactly. And that's a problem that I'm having with Osiris being in schools because he is such a leader. He shows such leadership as a child right now mm-hmm. that we're told that we need, like, it's great that he's this way, but we need to tone it down. And that's really hard as a parent to hear because it's like, great, I want my child to be a leader. Like, let's well, do this. Well, why not just put him in a function to where he can do that? They like, don't like, that's have what blows the my teachers. Mind is they like, don't have the class set See, I'm always on that. I, I naturally don't have children, but when I do, um, or whatever, be it with children that I have, um, I would like to think about, I mean, I'm not necessarily wanting to do homeschooling full time, but I want to see the best. Oh man, I'm thinking about it. A hundred percent thinking times, about it. Like, and they, and they give you the basic necessities and your kids can still pass the test. But I think that there's so much more that kids well, need to Well, why is there standardized to, testing? Exactly. There shouldn't need to be standardized we don't testing. Learn standard. We're either auditory, visual, or, or kinesthetic. kinesthetic. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, kinetic. So for that reason alone, people learn differently. For mm-hmm. instance, I um, I used to not be a visual person because I have really bad eyesight. So now that my eyesight's improved, I'm not always as auditory unless people change their diction. I'm very quick to catch when people change their words and their use of words. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm more, I read people with their body language more often than not, as well as when it comes to learning, I'm very hands-on and I read. I look at the specific words that are used like in instructions, and then I do it, but I'm not one to necessarily learn, like very, listen, yeah, for instructions. So like I'm very audio and kinetic. I have to do it in order to learn it. But when I'm listening, you have to say it at a speed that I can grasp. Mm. If mm. you talk too slowly, I'm gonna smack you in the fucking face. I feel like, <laughs> that's I, talk fast. like I need you to speak at a reasonable pace because if you can't keep up with me mentally, I can't. It yeah. just doesn't happen. But that's pretty much what it is. Like schools nowadays are, it's to ensure that there's going to be a workforce. Which why do we have to have a workforce now that we're you know possibly facing an alien invasion? <laughs> Because old men are hard to change their ways. Old scotch ass-eating men. Yeah, <laughs> ass-eating men. Okay, so let's go back to the uh, star seeds because uh, then I want to talk about some more things like the mysterious monoliths that have been popu- populating throughout the world from Utah to Romania. Okay. So five on the list, now that we've had like a 20 or 30 minute tangent, is Syrian star seeds. We've been fascinated by the dog star Sirius. Syrian. 
Yeah, since the beginning of time, ancient Egypt, African tribes, and other people have legends and connections with the star Sirius, and with good reason. It is the brightest star in the night sky, and it is also called Alpha Canis Majoris. Canis, maybe. Majoris, but like canine. Interesting. In recent years, it was discovered that Sirius is a two-star system. In fact, the Dogon tribe in Africa has been saving, saying this for years. Um, the Syrian star seed traits are drawn to lost civilizations and ancient cultures. Drawn to the star system Sirius. Have a love for canine do- canines, dogs, wolves. Soul to the earth type of people. Spiritual individuals that also embrace the ways of the earth. This guy better not continue to do this to the podcast. All right, lovelies. Uh, we had a little bit of a motorcycle dickhead interruption, but yeah. now we are back for your regular scheduled paid programming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into um, it. Okay, so once again, we're talking about the Syrian star seeds. They're even keeled, very hard to anger, don't express their emotions well, and have a hard time with communication. Uh, they're uh, in communication and relationships as they may seem closed off. Intense daydreamers, interest in magic, metaphysics, witchcraft, and alternative healing may have mm-hmm. Lyran starseed traits, uh, particularly cat-like, lion-like traits. Love science fiction books and movies. Maintain a few close friends instead of many casual friends or acquaintances. Creative individuals. Love the arts, crafts, writing, etc. Feel they have a mission to save the planet or defend animal rights. Sacral and throat chakra alignment. Enjoys tattoos, piercings, and expressing themselves artistically through clothing and accessories. May feel a deep connection to the water element, the ocean, oceanic beings like whales and dolphins. May have a fascination with mermaids since childhood. A relationship with one or more ascended masters. Task-orientated, if not a love for dogs, may have a love for cats, great sense of humor and silliness, may have cat-like, dog-like, or mermaid-like physical characteristics. So tell me why NASA, I hear this all the time, why NASA was founded to explore the ocean and now they want to go to space. Oh, I saw this on a TikTok. So So is that true? Yes. um, There's also a really weird correlation so for instance when you go into space physics change right like, yeah the like you can't go you can't just no. shoot a human into space because of the way that our elemental yeah. um physics kind of works the same thing happens with the ocean right you can't go to a certain level of depth without the oceanic yeah, pressure. pressure exactly and just like animals from below cannot rise to the surface animals or beings from uh, outside cannot always enter into the bubble. We might be that ocean for them. So mm-hmm. NASA was originally supposed to understand the physics, and perhaps if there is the true conspiracy theory basis that says um, UFOs land in the water and that some of our oceanic creatures are aliens. By the way, did that shuttle ever from China or whatever ever fucking come down yet, or is it still on its way down? I heard that it was... I don't know, actually. I heard that it was it on was, its way down. It was on its way down, and, like, there was a part of the U.S. that was, like, in its path. Yes. I want to say that it came down, but it would not hit us, or I don't know. I'm going to have to look that one we'll up. have to look that <laughs> up. People, sorry. We're, we're prepared, unprepared, as always. <laughs> um, stoners. But, yeah, so it's really, yeah, stoners, exactly. <laughs> but, um, no, it's really interesting when it comes to, to that um, – spectrum because it is true that nasa was originally founded to to review the ocean i in essence like physics and and quantum physics and astrobiology and and um not necessarily study science that kind of goes into a different um uh direction but i'll talk about that here in a minute so oh, it has come down did it where did it come down it to? came down over the arabian peninsula Ooh. 
Interesting. Okay. Right. We'll right. have to read up on that. Well, um, that came down, guys. It came down in other news. <laughs> uh, so Lyran or Lyran, I'm not sure. I want to say Lyran starseeds. Our starseeds from Lyra constellation. There are a few stars in the Lyra constellation, but the main planet of origin is Vega. It is the first humans to originate from Lyra. It said the first humans to originate from Lyra, two races of ancient beings called felines and avians. Also from Lyra, Lyra also, uh, avians also come from Lyra and helped establish uh, much of the ancient world on Earth, including Atlantis and ancient Egypt. The Lyrans who aren't incarnated on our planet are typically found in the higher dimension in the sixth dimension and up. Wow. They have a cat-like appearance, cat-like eyes, upturned, almond-shaped eyes, and cat-like nose. Enjoy physical labor and are hard workers. Take pleasure in good and exotic foods, beverage, and sexuality. They have a strong connection with the affinity with cats. These people prefer cats over dogs. Athletic in nature. Enjoy exercise. Have ability to shift consciousness easily. Need more sleep than the typical human being nine plus hours. Grounded individuals, yet also risk takers. Feel drawn to lost civilization of Atlantis. Dreams of drowning and big waves. Mm. Drawn to the Sphinx in Egypt. Are musically talented, playing instruments, sing well, and or dance. Artistic in nature, have an aversion to the water element, enjoy social environments, but prefer to observe rather than be the life of the party. They're fiercely independent, have goals, but get distracted easily, start projects with such ferocity, and then end up abandoning them when they get bored. Oh, fuck, it sounds like me. Maybe you're a Lyran starseed. They love to travel and explore and have cat-like curiosity. Drawn to what's called by cat deities like Bastet and Sekhmet. Often incarnate into fire zodiac signs, particularly Leo and Sagittarius. What I find here is that they have a cat-like curiosity. You know that saying, curiosity killed the cat? But satisfaction brought him back. (laughs) Well, that part I didn't know, but that part's actually hella funny. So what actually the true saying started off was, care killed the cat. By people feeding their cats too much, the cat got fat. And then it became care, like worrisome care, and then eventually involved into curiosity. So it makes sense if they have a great affinity to taking pleasure in good and exotic food, beverage, and sexuality. Maybe they need a little bit more care. So on the flip side, Lyran avian starseed traits are feeling like you've been incarnating since the dawn of time. Like you feel extremely old Old. in your soul. Dreams and visions of flying to different planes of existence to other planets. A bird-like appearance, you may have a thin face with pointed beak-like nose. Feeling a tingling, heavy, or pulling sensation between your shoulders and bones where the pair of wings should be. Artistic, you play an instrument, sing, dance, write, paint, craft. You have a bright blue aura. You're drawn to royal blue and other shades of blue. Being a true visionary, creativity at its maximum, and then producing your ideas into reality positive uplifting personality you must feel freedom in their they must feel freedom in their spiritual path and show others the same kind of respect they have a deep connection with birds birds seem to follow or gravitate towards them my mother you seem to have high love of team see things she is so that uh, you see things from a high level, but can also see the most minute details clearly. Speaking your mind, owning your truth, maybe challenging or your greatest asset. Your spiritual work with bird deities, specifically Toth and Isis. Toth. Toth and Isis. I had a teacher whose last name was like that, so her she pronounced it Toth. Oh, no, it's it Toth. Could be Toth. Uh, and Isis, and have an affinity for the air element. I believe Toth is Isis's brother. I think you're right. Because he's the one that killed Osiris, and then mm. she had to protect her son, Seth, and that's mm. why she ran off. Interesting. You're welcome on that little um, story. 
Lisa knows a lot about like ancient. I ancient love Isis. Yeah. She's the one deity that I like. I don't want to say like worship, but she's the one that like I dedicate most of my with? practice to. Yeah. She's the lunar goddess. Mm. I love it. There's also the Venusian star seeds. It is possible that other planets in our solar system once supported life? Absolutely. Still could in other dimensions and planes of existence. This includes Venus, which brings us into our Ven- uh, Venetian star seeds. Venetians mm. live in the fourth dimension. They are also called Hathars. Hathar is an ancient Egypt- Egyptian cow goddess of love and motherhood. Good lord. It is okay. said from Venus and seeded Venetians on Earth to teach love and compassion. They're often tall and slender, sensual and passionate individuals that may have a hard time committing to one mate. Nurturing and compassionate, highly spiritual beings, sometimes at fault, and need to be reminded or taught how to ground themselves high up in their head chakras. Feel very connected to the universe, higher self, and guides. Interests in outer space and ancient civilizations can be labeled as flighty. Huge interest in metaphysics and bringing in the new age and drawn to uh, in, excuse me, the new age in. They're drawn to ancient Egypt, and namely the goddess Hathar, as well as Venus and Aphrodite. Often attractive individuals with coveted facial features, women are very feminine, and men are very masculine and model-like, interested in alternative healing modes, particularly <coughs> using sound and ritual. How many star seeds are there? Um, I've got one, two, three. There's a lot of them. Okay, so I think we should probably wrap this up, because there's like seven more. <laughs> Okay, Dang. actually, there's a total of 14. Which one and are we, we on? Are on? I think we were on nine. Nine. Yeah, the Martian. Nine? No, I'm sorry, we're on eight. Uh, so Martian starseeds, they're being drawn to, so their traits are being drawn to the planet Mars, finding a desire to travel there, interested in colonization of Mars. Maybe. Elon Musk. Yeah. Elon Musk. Have a desire to advance the human race. Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. <laughs> Strong connection to water and fire elements. I don't know you, but I'm going to say Elon Musk. Have memories and dreams of being on the surface of Mars. Elon Musk. <laughs> so then there's the Andro- Andromedine. Oh, Andromedy. Andromedus. Yes. Um, though, though it's said that their galaxy is spiritually to ours, ones. there are fewer Andromedan seeds on Earth than others. They are a rare breed. Yes, they are. Easy to talk to, great communicators, meek or mild in nature and mannerism, laid back personality, have light auras, or are often pure or light beings, act or look childlike, quiet and st- tend to stay in the background to observe others, love their freedom, a strong desire to travel and explore, often can't stay in monogamous relationships, have a commitment problem, quote unquote. God damn. Emotionally guarded and avoid conflict as much as possible. Tall, thin, and some balding in their earthly bodies. Often find jobs in the arts and spiritual practices. Artists, musicians, teachers, spiritual leaders, tarot readers, writers, etc. And a carefree lifestyle. Number 10. Polarian? Polarian star seeds. They come from the North Star Fuck Polaris. Me. They're highly spiritual individuals drawn to the North Star Polaris and other dimensions, yearn to know more about human origins and the ascension process, empathic abilities, most are very tall in height, androgynous and or non-binary, feel as if you've been on Earth for millions of years, feel natural catastrophes like earthquakes Terrible. within their bodies and souls. I know. Terrible. I think this one kind of sounds a little indifferent. Uh, mediators, they keep two sides from fighting and often unite others, may have memories or dreams of lost civilization of Lemuria. Love for being monogamous, make great husbands and wives, value partnership and teamwork, oh, seem to be man. lucky in finances and gain wealth, but but this is because they're hard workers and team players. 
interested in metaphysics and spiritual enlightenment. They feel an important purpose on Earth, but sometimes don't know what it is and prefer stability and shy away from sudden changes. Do you remember that one video we watched like years ago from Spirit Science about the... The Atlantis and the Martians? Yes. Yes, I remember that. We should totally find that video and post that too. They took it down. <gasps> that was so strange, but it made so much sense with the different I triangle know. spiritual vortexes. Yeah. So then we got the Hadrian starseeds from the Beta Centauri. They were all about unconditional love and are, uh, are on Earth to spread more of it. Story goes is that the Hadrians were invaded by a tyrannical race of beings and left their planet to escape enslavement. Their starseed traits are all about love and unconditional love. Being of their loving nature, sometimes they get taken advantage of by others. They're individuals who want nothing more in life than to have strong relationships. Uh, may come across as hippies preaching free love, feel happier and more fulfilled when in a relationship, even if it's a toxic one, unfortunately. Here to learn and to love others and to love themselves among, along with the power of free will. Empathic abilities can fill emotions of others, including animals and plants. Shy or introverted until you get to know them. Goals are not aligned with money or financial success. They just want to help others. And they find jobs in all corporate worlds where they become part of a team, counselors, philanthropists, and humanitarians. Mm-hmm. Then we have the Alpha Centaurians, which Alpha Centaurians come from the Alpha Centauri star system, which is the closest star and planetary system to ours. Their uh, star seed type is your favorite color is purple or violet. You have a career seeking a career in the scientific field. Since you were a child, people have said you were scary smart. You've enjoyed building and inventing things uh, related to biology and chemistry. Centaurs, the mythical half man, half horse, have always fascinated you. Sagittarius. Yeah, you're drawn to Centaurus constellation. Knowledge and wisdom are your top priority in life. You feel uh, people around you aren't at your level of intelligence, but you aren't necessarily egotistical or boastful about it. If you don't like being crowds, you prefer being alone in a quiet space. People tell you you're complicated, particularly in romantic relationships. <laughs> thing. Wow. You might also be judgmental of others and isolate yourself because of it. And you're mostly a quiet individual and a daydreamer, independent and confident. And I believe there's two more. Thirteen is Agarthian or inner earth beings. Have you ever heard of the hollow earth theory, which we talked about two episodes ago? <gasps> Journey to the center of if, the earth. Watch you, that movie. Yes. I love it. If you haven't, there's a theory that the Earth is actually hollow and that there's another civilization inside called the Agarthans. In 1947, a man named Admiral Byrd claimed that he had flown over the North Pole and and was taken into the Agarthan city and met people there. Now they are environmentally driven, may get into activism or job helping the environment, may have memories or dreams of going into the Earth or residing in the Earth, memories of Atlantis or being drowned in the flood or retreating into the Earth. Some believe Agarthians are the same as, as the fairy folk who lived underground, according to our ancestors. They may be tall and thin, pointed ears or elf-like qualities, and in tune with Earth cycles, seasons, and feel natural catastrophes coming and their effects. Also, watch the one with Brendan Fraser, not The Rock. No shade to The Rock, no, but, but the original Journey yes. to the Center of the yes. Earth was way better. Hands down. Way better. Plus, you got to give that old man some fucking credit. Oh, I love Brendan Fraser. He's such a good guy, too. Right. Okay, so the last and final star seed, and we'll wrap this up because it's almost been like an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, if you're still <laughs> with us, we give you mad fucking props. And we'll talk about the uh, mysterious monoliths and the SETI and um, 
microbiologists or it's called astrobiologists working for the ufos Ooh. but we wanted to figure since they're going to be releasing some information come june 1st about the ufos that we'll have been probably classified. revisit that yes i think it's a really great thing but um the Anak- An- anunnaki star seeds mm-hmm. if you were to research uh the anunnaki online you'll find the kind of conspiracy theories out there some people believe that they are demons evil aliens that are controlling the masses Good here's Lord. what we believe about about the Anaki. They are a branch of the Syrian civilization and were part of the human creation in the beginning. Because of their part in the establishment of Earth, specifically in ancient Sumer, Sumeria? Yeah, they were often thought to be Sumerian gods. Oh. Then Anunnaki that is... reminds me of the road to El Dorado when they fucking arrive. And they're just regular men. And they're they just like, you're gods. gods. You're like, what the hell? <laughs> Can someone please just greet me like that? The stars. Not today. <laughs> Not <Nope>. today. <laughs> <laughs> They're drawn to ancient civilizations, specifically Sumer or Sumer, whatever, Babylonian, Akkadia, and Assyria. The Sumerian. Sumer is S U M E R. Like Sumerian. Sumer. That Sumer. says Sumerian. This says Sumer. Oh, I thought you were reading oh, down no. here. No, I could read Sorry. that. <laughs> 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 I can read, guys, okay? I can't. It says, feel as if your soul is ancient, older than humanity. You have a strong need for ritual in your life, both mundane and spiritual. You're drawn to shows like Ancient Aliens, specifically when focused on Anunnaki. Aliens. 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 You you have a longing to return to the skies, a large head, particularly large almond-shaped eyes. You favor the air element over others. You're drawn to work with the ancient Sumerian, Babylonian, Akkadian, and Assyrian gods like Enlil, Enki, and Inan Ishtar, you have ancestry from the Middle East. You've had dreams of flying or able to astral project into space easily. And the feeling of wings on your back, a tingling or heavy sensation between your shoulder blades. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. Um, can I pause it real quick? Mm-hmm. Well, I hope you've now discovered what type of star seed you may or may not be. We are all stardust in the end. Yeah. We're all aliens, too. I, we are an alien to a different culture. Well, yes, that is very true. Also, I believe that humans are just not always natural. Like, you can tell, like, we were somehow, like, formed or created. I just don't necessarily know how natural we are From to the our depths ecosystem. depths of brimstone and sulfur. <laughs> <laughs> and there's another fine moment with your girl Lisa. It's been a pleasure. It has been a pleasure. So if you've stuck around this far, please don't forget to follow us on Instagram at murder420e. Oh, E, yes. As an express. E for express. Um, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Twitter. I mean, I don't really tweet that much on Twitter, but I, I really try. Tweet. We try. We're trying to get back into the swing of things. This has been like an interesting I mean, episode. Let's be honest. Saturn's going retrograde in my third house, which means that my communications and everything like that are going to be fucking broken down. So I just chances are... I'm probably going to be more aggressive in my social media postings just because I'm trying to get things off the ground. So there's that. But our Twitter is murder420 underscore EX as an express. Um, And then if you want to send us a 
email. Our email is murder420podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave us a review because that's how our podcast gets found. And listen the, to all the episodes before just listening yeah. to one and being like, yeah, I'm not really feeling it. Well, guess what? We're not really feeling you. Just kidding. But listen to listen to <laughs> listen to a few different episodes. To you really don't like get us? Well, fuck you. I mean, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, basically. <laughs> sorry, that was my Aries coming um, out. Maybe my spooky, so yeah. If you want to go ahead and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform, keep in mind that Spotify does not offer um to leave a review uh you can go ahead and send us an email but giving us a five-star review and also leaving a really nice review would be super fucking nice and maybe we can start actually reading off your guys's reviews and like shouting you guys out so help us help you also i've made some prototype stickers for you guys yes or i've made prototype stickers and we're gonna see how they work out i just gave mandy hers and we're gonna see how well that they do before we actually start advertising that Heck you guys can yes, buy them. Yes. I think that's like a. This is a. That is centimeters, Lisa. I was like, whoa. I don't know how to read centimeters. This is pretty much like a five by five. Yeah, a five by five sticker. So the thing is pretty fucking huge. I'm gonna wash my car and put it on there. Now, do it. I'm going to. Well, but my lovely beans out there, thank you so much for seeing another episode of Murder on the 420 Express. Our lovely star seeds. We know there's been a lot of UFO sightings, and we'd like to cover them as much yes, as possible. Yes, if you guys have your own UFO stories, yeah. share that with us. Send us an email, murder420podcast at gmail.com. Also, reference back to our Mothman episode. We actually talk a little bit about, or the Owlman, oh, too. We actually yeah. talk about, we talk about um, UFO sightings. And UFO and we have talked about it a lot on here. I think it's, it's definitely a, a topic that we continuously go back to because it's so interesting and intriguing. So I know I, I still have to talk about the mysterious monoliths from Utah to Romania. I also have to talk about if you guys haven't heard about it, it's Esri's animated map, which documents all the UFO sightings over the last century, which is really cool. Oh. Um, we've got the what scientists can learn from alien hunters, including astrobiology, study science, and ufologists, as well as um, the types of star seeds, which we spent the last hour and thirty minutes telling you about. So yes, you guys, we have more to cover, but we always love 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 you yes and we'll keep you updated with some tiktoks and some instagram posts and stuff like that so be sure to follow oh yeah follow us on tiktok what the hell is our tiktok thing oh i have Um, uh, i still have to figure that out hold on sorry that was inappropriate oh it's murder 420 (laughs) express that's what it is uh for our tiktok murder 420 express so go ahead and follow us there send us an email Leave a dank ass review. Um, follow us on dank Instagram. Dank ass, get your crunk ass, your dank ass <laughs> review, drunk and drunk, eh? I, will I, just, I just think of like a McDank, you know, where you got the isn't the McChicken and the Big Mac, and you like no, it's not the Big Mac, it's a McDouble and a McChicken. Yeah, whatever. You just throw out. I was straight you, up was just, like, so high one time going to McDonald's, and I was like, yes. can I get a McDank? And they're like, what the fuck are you talking You're like, about? You forgot. This is secret menu McDonald's shit. Right. All right. Well, darlings, star seeds. We will see you guys next time. In the meantime, stay stoned, stay mind mind blown. blown.
Catch you on the next train. Bye. Bye. <laughs>